I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to... Welcome? Welcome! I got three words into the show, John, and I got it wrong. Crap. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sport. Will Gavin, John Jackson with me as well. Alex McCarthy was meant to be with us for this show today, but he's too busy packing to go to Vegas. Why is he going to Vegas, Will? I think most people who are listening to this show will realise why Al's going to Vegas. Because he's got chronic gambling debts and he's just (laughs) going there to make things worse. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely the place to go if you've got those issues, John. Isn't it? Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah wrestlingtravel.org are the, one of the official sponsors of StarCast and of, of uh, Double or Nothing uh, are sending Al out there. He's doing a load of work for TalkSport and for ourselves. So expect loads of brilliant content up on the website, up on the podcast, uh, on air, on my show, on Extra Time, all coming this coming weekend. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll be out there from Thursday onwards. Uh, we will do, uh, me and Al are going to record, hopefully later today slash tomorrow, uh, a, an uh, AEW preview show as well, which we'll put out on, say, Friday. And then we're going to have, he's going to have StarCast and just interview lots of very famous wrestlers. So it's quite exciting. All that content. Meanwhile, we'll be watching it in your shed. The glamour. Yeah, indeed. Having hopefully gone to see the strokes, depending on whether oh, everything's sorted out with that. That's or not. another story. Oh dear. Don't <laughs> don't get me started on that. Anyway, that doesn't fall under the, the jurisdiction of graps. Uh so we can leave that behind. The jurisdiction of graps. Yes, I'm uh, so tired today. So this if I talk nonsense, let me off. Give me this one. Uh, yeah, all good, all good. Right, let's... Uh, let's Can I just point out that everyone I work with has just uh, gone to Heathrow Airport to fly to Monaco, where they will be spending a couple of days in the Red Bull garage, and then they are having a private eight-seater jet flight back to Bournemouth uh, at the weekend to stay in a five-star hotel all weekend. What am I doing? I'm doing a wrestling podcast. That tells you that I'm a man of the people. You really are, John. I've always thought that about you, man yeah. of the people. That or I wasn't invited. Move on. Uh, <laughs> it's a guestless show today because we've got so much content coming for you. And we've still got to bring you all that stuff from Super Strong Style 16, which we'll have at some point over the next week or so. But we're going to do our Money in the Bank thoughts, talk about the new 24-7 title. Good idea, terrible title, or just terrible all round? Um, we're going to talk about uh, the re- uh, surprise returns on SmackDown of Big E and Dolph Ziggler. Kevin Owens refusing to take part in the Super Showdown. Uh, we, As I said, there'll be an AEW 
we preview, so we won't talk too much about Double or Nothing, but there have been a couple of exciting bits of news around that. Some new Japan, and it's Maybank holiday weekend coming up, and you know what that means. Lots of graps all over Britain, so we'll do our roundup of Brit Rest action. John, do you have an order you'd like to go in in particular? Uh, no order preference. Uh, I, the last wrestling I watched this week, and I have watched quite a lot of the wrestling, which is good for me, uh, was AEW. So, shall we start there? Yeah, AEW. So this weekend is coming double or nothing. We had the announcement of a couple of of extra uh, extra contenders last night in the uh, in the the what they're calling it the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, instead of the over-budget, over-the-top, or whatever it was called, at all-in. Uh, we know now that Glacier will be appearing from WCW era, uh, and uh, probably more big news, bigger news, bigger news. Uh, Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, announced in a little funky vignette where... What a surprise. The card he drew for his entry <laughs> was number 10. Oh, people are never, even though he's an AEW and whatever he does in the future, people are still going to shout 10 every time he does anything that can be quantified, right? Yeah, 100%. And to be fair, the little uh, line that he delivered afterwards about even when the cards are stacked against you, always better than yourself, a clear reference to his decision to, you know, uh, buck the WWE and go elsewhere. I, we've talked about it a lot with AEW. I don't want them to just be full of former WWE stars because then they just become TNA Mark II or Impact Mark II. I want them to do their own thing mostly. But Ty Dillinger had some good in-ring work. And, you know, if it's three or four people, if it's him, John Moxley maybe, one or two others, then I'm kind of okay with it. But if they stack half the roster with former WWE yeah. guys, I'm just... No one needs it, that. Exactly. No one does need that. So the big thing other than that is that it's been announced and Al tweeted this the other day from our, our Pro Wrestling Show account, at Pro Wrestle Show, uh, that the TV will be PG-14, right? So that's the same, mm -hmm. I understand, as uh, the Attitude Era of WWE, which is good because, you know, like, let's face it, you know, it, we, we want something a little bit more leaning towards the independent scene, really. I mean, that's what I'm I'm hoping for, especially, because WWE, although it's kind of slowly improving it is still it is still very safe yeah it, it is it is still very safe and it is still very pg i was thinking about this when thinking about whether moxley could appear in aew i, I watched back some of his old caesar w stuff and i forgot what a great deathmatch wrestler he was and i thought to myself as much as i didn't necessarily like his attitude towards wwe when you think about you know the interview he did with austin on the podcast etc apparently how difficult he was to work with when he went down the 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 brock uh, match at mania then then you started to look through what he'd done before and you can maybe understand why he never really adapted to life in WWE. So the fact that they're going to be able to get away with more under this TV 14 rating um, appeal a little bit more. The fact is, just as a headline alone, it will get people over. I don't think they're going to be doing death matches and weapons in every match. It's like people remember the Attitude Era because of those, not because of those big moments, but they remember those big moments which you wouldn't necessarily be able to get away with on the pg era whether it's swearing you know bleeding all that kind of stuff but i don't think they're gonna be czw i don't think they're gonna be a hardcore wrestling company i think their products will be much closer to wwe than people 
expect when they yeah. hear that headline it gives them it more just, freedom i guess exactly if they want to do exactly. that they can and we saw uh money in the bank which we'll get onto in a little bit you know samoa joe obviously uh, bled quite a lot from his nose from that broken nose and uh the rumors are that the match was sort of cut short very quickly because of the amount of blood uh maybe it's because they tried to cram too many matches into one pay-per-view who knows uh but um yeah <laughs> I, I like the fact that they're gonna have a bit more freedom and i think like in the first ever match which which they've released obviously um I mean, you talk about having WWE, ex-WWE people in AEW, it seems like now we have one less WWE person in AEW as Pac seemingly tells them to stick it. Yeah, so this is the other bit of news, uh, that Pac Adam Page isn't going ahead this weekend. Now, it has been officially cancelled. There is a lot of conversation about whether or not this is a work, and obviously the moment that... Uh, uh, that Hangman posted the cancelled version of the post on Twitter today. He got replies from about 50 people with John Moxley gifts gifts immediately. And he, he makes sense. If Moxley is coming, pack, you know, uh, sorry, Hangman, not Pac-Man. Pac-Man. <laughs> Pac-Man. Pac I mean, oh my God. That's the, just the made nerd, for it. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, God, just my nerd the revival versus Pac-Man and they come out and they literally chase like big food around. <laughs> oh God. Oh, they'd be so good in Kaiju Big Battle. Imagine. Um, Imagine how over <laughs> they'd be in New Japan. Oh, yes. That's very good. Um, the, uh, the, the fact is that that match has been cancelled. Most people are speculating and nobody's denying it because Pac wasn't willing to go, let Page go over when he's holding the Dragon Gate title. He doesn't want to dishonor the company that he returned to at first by losing on a much bigger event than anything they put on, essentially. And how I just don't understand how this didn't come up when they first booked it. I mean, maybe, well, maybe he wasn't intending to hold that championship by the time Double or Nothing came around and then plans changed there. Could be. I mean, the other theory is, is that they just wanted to free up space to have John Moxley. But, like, then why would you get rid of Pac when Pac has got so much kind of, uh, so many people behind him and so much hype at the moment? That makes no sense either. Why not make it a triple threat if that is the case? So, I mean, I, I think the theory of him actually not wanting to dishonor that title does kind of make the most sense. But yeah, yeah, there's always a and, curveball uh, somewhere. And what we did get, as we, you'll have seen on our Twitter account, and I'm sure all over Twitter and YouTube, is AEW have posted the surprise match between the two of them from WrestleGate Pro this past weekend in Nottingham, uh, where you know pa uh, Pac's official opponent was out injured, and then Hangman came out, and they had a, a pretty solid kind of 15, 20 minute, quite high flying, quite kind of you know uh, technical, really exciting match that. I mean, I said it to you within two minutes of starting it. There's going to be a screwy finish here because of <laughs> yeah. everything that's been speculated about. There's no way one of those guys goes over clean on a Brit rest show in Nottingham. But it was, you know, it was really entertaining. And so it's cool that AEW continue this thing of engaging all of the other, um, engaging all of the other indies and, and getting involved and, and kind of hyping their brand with the hardcore fan it really does I'm, I'm really annoyed actually because i was meant to be going it was on sunday i think and i was meant to be seeing my mum this weekend who lives she lives in north leicestershire uh and i actually saw the poster for that wrestling show and i thought you know what if i'm not working on sunday night i could probably swing by that and i didn't and then that happens like mm. i can't catch a break will cannot 
catch a break but i think it was good we watched them actually i watched it last night and uh you watched it this morning didn't you and uh i thought it was really good there's some really nice spots there the crowd loved it commentary team though and we talked about this before why do they all shout well yeah, we need, we need to have an understanding of light and dark. I rewatched Super Strong Style 16 Day 3. Well, I watched it officially. I rewatched it as in we were there you uh, the it other day. You watched the, the blanket and, of alcohol across your eyes. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And not, not everyone is a huge fan of the Progress commentary team because they find Glenn's delivery occasionally over the top. And I can understand that. It's personally not an issue with me. But what he does do is light and shade. What he does do is calm and build and fills in the right moments with story. Doesn't feel the need to talk constantly. And that's the craft. You know, if the crowd are losing their mind over something, you don't have to necessarily be shouting over the top of that. Sometimes letting the crowd react is enough. So I don't want to bury these people, but I just just a bit of light and shade not screaming after every decent move that was it and i think i think when you're seeing such a good match it it becomes more apparent the the commentary because it was kind of st- or sort of almost overbearing when i'm trying to just enjoy what i'm seeing if that makes sense um yeah i mean I, i've never tried it so i can't exactly diss it in any way but it was uh it was very loud it was like listening to you just shouting your head off when you've had a drink and a house party and you know well <laughs> the loudest voice in south london i once made uh, a girl cry at a house party because i was so loud yeah i can understand that imagine being hung over around you not only do you wake <laughs> yeah, up at 6am exactly. whether you've been up all night or or not just that voice well this is I'm it i've been up uh, yeah, well, and fairly so. I'd been up all night and we'd been out in the garden, you know, just hanging out. Uh, it was quite a remote location, but someone who had work on Sunday had gone to bed at a semi-reasonable time, you know, two, three o'clock or whatever. And once we'd come back inside at 6am-ish and we were chatting in the kitchen, uh, she came downstairs in tears asking me to shut the Jeff up. So <laughs> oh dear. that was Jeff for those listening on medium wave. Uh, the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh is skype right, medium so, wave possibly oh uh, yeah maybe who knows um the, uh, the i've watched two bits of wrestling this morning go on i watched that and um i've got lots of the super juniors to catch up on from new japan uh and there's not been a lot of more new japan news outside of their rev pro guys uh the loss ignoble guys coming over uh for their rev pro show or oh, that rev pro have announced a show the night before uh, the royal appointment or whatever it's called at uh, the copper box um so there's going to be a rev pro show where you imagine a lot of the stars of new japan are going to turn up and probably have some multi-man tag matches so keep an eye on that and the ticket and grab a ticket for that but um i've got lots of the super juniors to catch up on but i did watch one match this morning because i saw wrestling twitter going nuts about it and figured i'd go and give it a go um and it, the biggest shock of the tournament so far Sp- hashtag spoiler alert uh, the new leader of Block B is El, Fanta- El Fantasmo. Oh, I love El Fantasmo. Uh, ELP. The newest member of the Bullet Club. And he went to the top of uh, Block B by going over on Will Ospreay. What? Yeah. Who had looked absolutely untouchable in the previous three matches. I mean, three great matches. He's not had anything sub four star so far, but he a brilliant main event, really well laid out. Um, it was definitely Fantasmo's best performance that I've seen in that promotion so far. Uh, Osprey was absolutely brilliant, but there was a really good 
uh, injury work on his neck and Fantasma working on that. And the home stretch was just counters and near falls and high flying. And uh, it's one of those that for ELP, as we'll call him because it's easier, um, he gets Help. a huge That's what people say when he's got him in a headlock. Yeah. Good. I can tell we both thought that at the same second. <laughs> help, help. I hate dubstep. Um, <laughs> he's um, he gets a huge amount out of that win, but with Will looking so good despite the defeat, and I'd still be surprised if he didn't end up being the guy to come out of Block B eventually. Yeah, it it makes the most sense to to have done as done what they've done. So I I loved it, absolutely loved nice. it. You've been very productive with your watching of wrestling this morning. Yeah, well, we got delayed in the podcast. I figured I might as well watch some wrestling. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, um, there is a man waving at me uh, now. Uh, I don't know who he is. Um, I think he wants me to leave. Um, will he find go? Find out. Will he go away? Uh, I tell you what. Will he go away? Find out after this. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't need to come in in the end. Uh, you're listening to the Pro Wrestling Show with Talk Sport <laughs> at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter and Instagram. There That's we go. It. Loads of videos coming from AW this weekend. Oh yeah, uh, he might come. He might come back again. In which case, we'll have to pause again. He might come back again, and if he does, uh, I've oh, I've just I've just checked the records, and he's not in the studio till four. It's currently three twenty-five. He can sling his hook. Let's crack on then. Uh, before we get to the WWE stuff, let's just finish off with uh, let's just finish off with a, a roundup of Brit rests. And there's it's Bank Holiday weekend, so there's some really exciting British indie wrestling coming up this weekend, um, as well as Progress putting up Super Strong Style, which we've mentioned. They have their next edition of their post Super Strong Style fun comedy show which it seems they're going to do every year now it's become a tradition uh this year it's was it 1978 last year and it's 1988 this year so expect a yeah. lot of neon 
a lot of uh, day glow, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of silliness and fun. It was great. It was genuinely great. We I think it's my favourite ever progress. Um, it's not my favourite. Like, my favourite match was a different one, but my, I think it was my favourite ever progress. It was just I remember Nina Samuels and Isla Dawn came out, and that, was that the first mm-hmm. time they'd both been in it, or at least Isla Dawn had been in it. Um, and it was it was just like it as I think uh, Jim said to someone who was moaning on Twitter that oh why don't you properly announce it instead of doing like fake tweets from a fake guy that doesn't exist and he was saying look after three with having to coordinate three days of super strong style 16 we just want to do something that's fun and this is like the the sort of fun place to do it you know and everyone has a laugh it's a, there's yeah, no huge totally. names on the bill i mean there's sometimes huge names turn up but there's no like uh, imported as he said uh you know and and to be honest they, I, I mean matt cross turned up last year which was pretty cool but i mean yeah um I mean, but the point is, it's Sorry. Like, you know, there's no, they don't announce it because everyone, you know, like everyone's there for a laugh. They're not, they're not there to see certain people. And I think with progress, um, of all the audiences, they're very lucky in that, you know, they're quite a hipster thing. Quite, there's a lot of hype around them. They, you know, people just go because it's a great show. They don't tend to go because, you know, X WWE person is on the bill type of thing. Whereas I know a lot of other uh, independent promotions have to sort of rely on that because the audience isn't quite as uh, sort of sold on the product all the time or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, I think why not just go and not, not know what's going to happen and enjoy yourself? The, um, they do, like you say, from the Jimmy Barnett at Mr. J Barnett on Twitter, put out match hints. There's, there's one which it's very, very obvious what it is. Uh, the rest of it, I can't quite fit. I can't figure out anything. Is it Tony Six? Um, is that the obvious one? Yeah. So the obvious one is Tony Six, spelt like you know, uh, hair Tony rockers six, yeah. against Candy's Candy. Right. Uh, Candy Lauper is going to be <laughs> Candy Floss against Tony Storm with a ginger wig. Um, hopefully, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh She'll God, definitely come out to girls just want to have fun. I'm just predicting it now. I mean, it's obviously going to happen. And, and bringing the sheep whacker cousins back, uh, she is going to Trav and uh, and then those guys doing the uh, uh, doing their shtick. But outside of that, there's not a lot of the rest of it that I can figure out. Um, I think uh, the sheep whackers was one of the real highlights of last. It really year, was actually, wasn't it? Uh, so they were. That was very very funny. Um, and I'm most excited about having. Uh, Doctor Who taking on Marty Fox in a battle of the time travellers. Uh, <laughs> yes, I don't have no <laughs> idea who those people are going to even be. I don't care. I don't care. What I would like is for Doctor Who to keep regenerating and someone else just, like, the lights go off or they go under the ring and, like, a different Doctor Who comes out because that could be really funny. It, if they are not doing that, then they have... In fact, message DM them now on Twitter. Let's make, <laughs> well, I'm make sure I'm texting Glenn now. Make that um, happen. Even if yeah, Will's um, one of the wrestlers and you're Tom Baker. Just for, like, show. Do you don't get take any bumps. <laughs> uh, ICW, their massive King of Horners show as it's bank holiday weekend. Uh, there's still tickets available for the garage Sunday and Monday. It's the new, first ever King of Horners over two days, uh, which is a six-man tag tournament. But also there is going to be uh, Joe Coffey against Josh Terry in a, uh, in a Zero-G championship match. You're also going to get Viper against Anastasius. There's some really good stuff in there that's not... Oh, also Johnny Storm and Jody Fleisch hooking, back, hooking up, uh, two of the real old-school names of British wrestling. Oh, not hooking up. Oh, right. Tagging. Right, got you. Uh, so there's loads of cool stuff to see on that show if you're in around Glasgow this weekend. There's an unbelievable show going on at um, OTT this weekend in Belfast. If I'd seen this in advance, I'd have been like, let's go to that. But we're is it, not. Is it better we than watching the Strokes with a bunch of hipsters in London? 
Uh, maybe not. But you have got Mustache Mountain against the besties in the world. Nice. And you've got... Oh, uh, that's, the, that's the battle of... Uh, that's the battle of... Uh... Sledgehammer versus um, Savage Garden, isn't it? <laughs> Sledgehammer versus Savage Garden is not what anyone expected to see this weekend. That's so good. Sorry, who else? Uh, Devlin puts his title up against Jay Catless. You've got Tucker against Walter, which I think should be really good. Uh, there's a couple of women's matches which look excellent. So that just looks like a really good show. It's Defiance. Um, big show this weekend. Their, um, their No Regret show. Their, I think it's their biggest one of the yeah, year. Yeah, I think it was uh, last time, yeah. It's where they do the 30-man rumble. You've got Rampage against Mark Haskins for the title. Lizzie Styles against Lana Austin for the women's title. David Starr against Gabriel Kidd, which should be really good fun based on what they're doing at the moment. Um, SEC against Team Whitewolf for the tag titles. Uh, and Simon Miller getting his revenge against John Klinger, hopefully, nice. finally. So, again, really, really with the No Regrets rumble going on. This was the other bit of Brit Wrestling I wanted to talk to you about, though. Go on. So IPW next week uh, are doing uh, – they've got a show next week, middle of the week. I'm just trying to double-check exactly when it is. Um, uh, it's got David Starr going into Shah Samuels in a rematch for the title. Uh, you've got – I'll tell you where it is. Oh, I can't tell you where it is because it doesn't tell you on the website. Here we go. In Canterbury on the 29th. I had my first um, ever Wagamum in Canterbury. Brilliant. Uh, your LAX against Yaki Udon, in case you're wondering. Uh, <laughs> Uh, LAX and Anti-Fun Police going up uh, against Pretty Deadly for the IPW Tag Team Championship in a triple threat table match. Uh, It looks like a great event anyway, but here's what I wanted to run by you. IPW have decided to bring in new rules for their shows, and I'm intrigued at what your thoughts are on this. Go on. Singles matches will be done by weight class, so... 205 under or over lightweight and heavyweight and normal singles matches will take part in four five minute rounds now with all of these it's still if you pin someone if they submit if they dq the match is over then anyway but if Mm -hmm. it just goes to the time distance there are going to be three judges at ringside who decide who wins championship bouts will go for 12 five minute rounds tag teams will be a 30 minute tag team limit and ipw whilst being the sanctioning body there will actually be four enterprises they're calling them so essentially stables which the wrestlers will come from they're going to do weigh-ins on the day they're going to do post-match interviews in the ring they're essentially trying to do a sports version of wrestling hmm. and i think i like it i don't like it in the slightest oh really <laughs> no <laughs> I just there was a really good there necessary. was a really good hype video for it and i thought and it, it, it's something just you know somebody doing something entirely different i thought that was cool show me the hype video and i'll and i'll reconsider in the next podcast but to be honest i just think it's unnecessary i don't need to see i don't want to watch wrestlers weighing in like don't really like oh i just know I just don't. There's too much. There's too much faff around it. Do you know what I mean? Let's just have action. You still get action. You just get a different. What are you type eating? Of Wasn't eating anything. I had my beard comb in my mouth. You're so weird. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Just you were chatting. That's all. I'm open to. I'm open to new things, but I'm not. Doesn't sound like. No, I am. I am. I'm just giving you my instant reaction that I'm not so keen on that. But you know what? Like, if they're doing something different, and you know, it might be a stroke of genius. They might do. They might do this, and it might be brilliant. They might really hit the nail on the head. They might combine, 
the kind of technical side of boxing with with wrestling and making it as you say more of a sport i know that aew are doing their sort of wins and losses kind of table ratio whatever you want to call it so hats off to them for trying something different but i am still yet to be convinced Right, let's uh, let's get into the WWE. This is where we were going to break and then do our WWE. No, we've already had the break. Show. We've already had the break when but, that man started waving at me. Little man, <laughs> don't know what his, I honestly still don't know what his name is. Um, little li- man, little man, very well dressed. So, oh, okay, if he is listening, if you're that man that was waving at me about f- 10, 15 minutes ago, I like your style, but uh, nice, sorry, mate, nice. you're, you're not in till four, and it's only twenty-five to. Right. Money in the bank. Yes, I didn't watch this live, which I always hate doing because um, I'm a little bit addicted to social media. So every time I think I've not seen a spoiler, I'll literally go on Instagram and it will do that annoying thing where it refreshes and shows you the most appropriate thing for you. And of course, at 5am on a sun- uh, on a Monday morning, that's always going to be whatever's happened in a, in a pay-per-view. So I kind of saw it all before it happened. Um, but uh, I I think I enjoyed it. It kept my attention for the whole show. I, I think it was an enjoyable show overall. I think there were a couple of low points and some very high points. Uh, I think there was absolutely no mistake whatsoever in having the Bailey cash in happen exactly five minutes before uh, Game of Thrones began, uh, because they were genuinely concerned over the idea that the Game of Thrones would take away from all of their ratings. I don't think it's such an issue in the network era. No. I don't know why they'd be worried, but I do think that timing was on purpose. Look, we can. There's, there's plenty we could rattle through on the card, and, and there were things in there, you know, Shane and The Miz, I don't want that to continue. No, I don't know why. No, it, no, he said he, he said he's done with him after the cage match, and he's on to Roman Reigns for Super Showdown, but then there was still some interference and some nonsense, so who knows? Uh, Ray going over Joe with the screwy ref finish, I think, was done on purpose, but then Ray's injured, so it'd be interesting to see where they go with that. But they've obviously bought uh, themselves some more time, haven't they, by saying that they'll address it next week, and uh, all the rumour sites are saying that Ray has been spotted in Connecticut or wherever they do their, their medical stuff, so uh, that could be... That could throw a spanner in the works. Could, is, is Dominic, his son, um, I don't know, does he wrestle under the name gonna, Dominic? Is he gonna, is he going to turn out to be Samoa Joe's son? That's the because uh, he does look a lot more like Samoa Joe. <laughs> no, he looks like Ray. I just can't believe how tall he is compared to Ray. Like Ray, <laughs> I don't know what Ray Mysterio's wife or ex-wife, girlfriend, whatever looks like, but she must be a giant. Uh, do you remember the original Dominic Ray Mysterio stuff back in the day? That did the did do you see? Did you see all the stuff that happened then with the no. essentially? Um, uh, Basically, Dominic is his real-life son, but then there was this whole thing with Eddie Guerrero threatening to reveal oh, that Eddie Guerrero no, was yes. actually his biological father. I do remember then that. revealed it, threatened to take custody of him. So they had a ladder match for custody of Dominic, basically. Yes. And I'm just wondering whether they're bringing that storyline back round again. They're bringing uh, something back, aren't they? I, I mean, like, Dominic has signed, apparently signed a contract, hasn't he? But I don't know... I don't know how how good he is as a wrestler if he's if he's going to train for a bit or what but I heard on a Jericho podcast a while ago which Rey Mysterio was on which was funnily enough uh, the the Eddie Guerrero special from the cruise they were talking then about the fact that Dominic had been training and working and like they discussed the fact that he was looking at going into wrestling so yeah. clearly it's been in the works for a while oh, that's cool. I look, 
and there's there's other stuff we can gloss over. Reigns, Elias, whatever. Um, the uh, cruiserweight title match. It, I was. It was so disappointing that it was the worst cruiserweight title match of the last year when they finally get a shot on the main. That's card. so weird, isn't it? Putting Davari on the like in that a match featuring him, who I've not been that fussed about ever. Um, putting him in, in that match that then featured on the main card, and then yet yeah, you don't have Daniel Bryan. Uh, against um, the the thingy fellas, whatever they're called, um, the Usos. That's the ones. Uh, the <laughs> Usos for the titles. Like that don't make any sense. Oh, and look, champions getting beaten uh, in a non-title match against oh. them. We really need to stop doing. So let's just talk about the the big ones. Um, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles is just an absolute banger. Yeah, absolutely. The reversal of the curb stomp into the <laughs> uh, into the catch in midair to do the Styles Clash might be better than the WrestleMania 31 reversal. The it, it was, curb stomp into the RKO. It was a beautiful thing, wasn't it? It was so smooth. These I, two are really special. Uh, AJ Styles did an interview this week where he said he was surprised how early that match has happened. Uh, give me more of it. Inject that into my veins. I also uh, watched uh, Lacey Evans and thought she had some uh, some pretty tasty moves as well. There was one where she like jumped uh, from the outside of the ring on the apron over the ropes into some. I think it was some kind of I don't know takedown. Was it a DDT? Probably wasn't. What was it? <laughs> don't know. Standing bulldog. I don't actually know wrestling moves as much as I watch it. I just kind of go, oh, that was pretty. Um, but she did that on uh, on Becky, which was really good, and she really nailed it. So. I like that. So should we should we talk about the women's? Yeah, the first I mean, thing you're very smug. I nailed it to a T. The first I literally book called you got right. it word for word what was going to happen. I I I said originally I said just to, to recap that the Money in the Bank winner would win the second title that was put on uh, the show, that the first title would involve the, a, a finish that would mean that the heel would get involved later. Um, and that, and I even called the way around it, but I said it'd be Lacey, then Charlotte. And so Charlotte will briefly hold the title. But my thinking was, was that if it was that Becky, they could have still had Becky win that second match and, and put her over, have her win both matches, but have a heel come out mm. with the money in the bank. But it's just perfect. Bailey, the long-term storytelling, the four horsewomen, finally putting a title on her. I really like the stuff they did on SmackDown, teasing the possibility of her and Becky, but also it was a decent match as well. I'm, I'm really, I'm a big fan of all of it, booking-wise. I did think, both matches were a little rushed and both matches had a bit of a screw a bit of a crap finish and and they were good matches where the finishes let them down a bit mm-hmm. yeah i know what you're saying there was some good action but then when it came down to it uh... i mean becky basically before she gets the disarmor on on lacey evans is cradled for about a six count and the guy's like uh, oh no that's not meant to happen hang on uh, oh hang on i need to count oh wait no no she's moved it it's like yeah it just wasn't it wasn't smooth was it and, and then charlotte was clearly cradled for longer than a three count <laughs> doesn't kick out the referee doesn't count it and then charlotte just pins becky yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's like they're, they're focusing so much on getting the the sort of in-match action right that the finish that they probably think they know isn't quite as down as they could have it. 
I don't know. Maybe that's how they've approached it. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I, I'm first of all, congratulations on completely getting it right. Um, mm. I, I was very impressed with the reception that Bailey got because um, I'll be honest, I, I haven't seen a lot of Bailey in action recently because when those matches have been on, I've been either uh, if we've been watching it live, been at the bar, uh, in the toilet, <laughs> or or pressing fast forward because I've just not really been that interested. Um, and the, the pop she got was impressive. I wasn't expecting that, and uh, obviously when she won, people went nuts. Um, I still think those bits of folded up paper which say the hugger section do look crap. Um, like, what I, is that all about? And then I think they have I, the man ones as well. I think what it really shows is that if WWE want to absolutely make someone, as much as, you know, uh, opportunity needs to be presented and somebody needs to take it, absolutely. And there are a lot of, op- a lot of examples of people saying... You know, oh, so-and-so didn't get enough of a push. I didn't like that they didn't get enough of a push. But when you looked at it, you went, well, did they do enough once they got their opportunity? But it just shows that if they want to make somebody, they can do it in a night. Of course they can. Bailey winning money in the bank and then going on to... And, okay, there was some build to it when they first did the Charlotte against Bailey for the the title shot. But it it just... If they really push Bailey in the right way now and don't do like there's a rumor that they want charlotte to get to 17 titles while rick flair's still alive so that he can be there to celebrate her victory yeah that could be a a task which would mean well yeah it means basically she's gonna have to have eight title reigns in the next 12 to 18 months probably Mm. uh which means probably a lot more occasions like this where she holds it for not very long and then loses it i think it'll make her look a joke personally but yeah it's not good don't rush it why why rush it she's like it's a fun headline number i mean here's a morbid thing having it happen after rick flair's died would be a massive emotional moment yeah of course it would like why rush it now when it would be amazing in five years time it is a bit weird that they're they sort of write write these things based on will that person die and will it be a bigger headline it's a little bit weird but i'm sure weird things like that happen in all kinds of different uh, entertainment really don't they so not Uh, just wrestling outside of that kofi owens was kind of fine but i never really bought into owens winning that match it didn't feel like it was going to happen no and then the men's money in the bank now yeah Finn Balor took some good hits. Oh, didn't he? Uh, he was... Balor was excellent. Yeah. Uh, I thought Andrade was fantastic. Yeah, very good. I thought Baron Corbin, do you know what? The two choke slams, the catching... Uh, was it and- did he catch Andrade into the deep remember. six or Ali? He caught somebody as they dived out of the ring and, and put and deep six them immediately. I want to say it was Ali, but... Slingshot. It might have been mm. Ali. Like, basically, the small guys took amazing bumps. Randy Orton was really good in his, you know, bastard heel version. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ricochet had some great spots. Like, everyone worked their asses off, and it was a really good match. And I still think that six is the most you need for a money in the bank. Eight, you do get people laying around with the women's match. It was fine, but it was a bit clunky at times. And if you're there, there's just people lying there, kind of, like, clearly waiting for their moment. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, exactly. Out of shot. Um, so I think if you ask me about the first 18 minutes of that match, yeah, I would say it's the best money in the bank since the first ever one at WrestleMania 21. Okay, big words. Big, big words. The flow was fantastic. I just never, there was never a drop moment. There were never spots that didn't work. It just, it, it came together really beautifully. The finish... <laughs> Initially, I was like, right, I think I might be okay with this because 
if they book this correctly, this could be really interesting. I know Money in the Bank should be used to put new guys over, and I would rather have seen it on Drew or Andrade or Sammy if he'd been in the match in the end. But I was kind of like, okay, if they're not going to go on one of those three, no, I'm, I'm, I can dig it. I can, I can dig what they're doing. And then I remembered Super Showdown. <laughs> and then I remembered that the real reason they're doing this is because the country of Saudi Arabia is paying them $50 million. And because they're paying them so much money, they want Lesnar, they want Taker, they want Goldberg. And essentially, this is going to set up for either Taker Kofi, Taker Kofi, either Brock Kofi or Brock Rollins in Saudi Arabia, cashing in the money in the bank and that is a wasted opportunity when that is a match you could have booked anyway without having to use money in the bank you get the big moment you get the big swerve it's a bit a dramatic moment that people will remember but if they've only made that booking decision for money Mm -hmm. then i'm disappointed um Sorry, the Hollywood actor Will Arnett has just emailed me, which has uh, <laughs> slightly put me off. Do you know why it's put me off? It's because his um, image on Google Mail is a panda. Glorious. Of course it is. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, enough of that. I, I was actually reading. Uh, Kofi has just been announced uh, who he's facing at Super Strong Style, or whatever it's called. <laughs> What's it called? Super Showdown. <laughs> Super Showdown. Um, and no, he's facing Dolph. That and is he's happening. facing Dolph, and that makes sense why Dolph Ziggler's suddenly come back for no reason, because... Kevin Owens, who he's been going up against recently, you told me before we started recording, has apparently said he doesn't want to go. He's, he's refused to take part. Now, there's been no further reason as to why. We obviously know that Daniel Bryan hasn't done it before. Be interesting if Daniel Bryan does do this time, essentially because he thinks, he, whether he'll see it as in character to go there, but because of their reliance on oil... Does it really work with the character? I don't know. I bet that'll be fascinating to see if he does it, whether it was a personal morals thing or whether it was a character-driven thing before. Mm. Sammy doesn't do it for very obvious reasons. And the the kind of rumour and conversation, because there's been no official word on it, is that Kevin Owens is essentially not doing it to support Sammy Zayn sure. because they are real-life best mates. Um, and I, you know, I think that's great. Was Kevin Owens <laughs> yeah, injured for the last one? I think he might have been. Uh, I, yeah, I think he was. I, 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 I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not. I'm the, the, the the thing, and I know that I know when I ask you what you're going to say. But the thing that really got to me about this, because yeah, okay, morally it's it's dodgy, but you know what? It's a wrestling show. Try and forget about that. The thing that has really got to me is how protective and certainly we've been to wrestlemania and we've we've done stuff behind the scenes with wwe at wrestlemania and we know the great lengths they go to to protect the wrestlemania event the 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 greatest state the grandest stage of them all and all that and in this in the adverts and even the commentators when they're discussing it have said it's as good as or possibly better than wrestlemania in the advertising and that tells you after how many years they've spent trying to protect that name and make wrestlemania the pinnacle of what they do that that shows how easily money will sway their advertising and sway their entire moral thing and 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 ruin something in effect that they've been building up for 10 decades do you get what i mean everything that has happened over the last Everything bad that's happened in WWE over the last six months, even year and a half, as much as Vince McMahon will get the direct blame and should probably get the direct blame, uh, you know, the booking, the, the Vince McMahon booking has always been what he likes and there's been a lot of people who've disagreed with it. 
Okay, that's mm-hmm. one thing. The fact that these decisions about switching brands, about bringing in the wild card, about bringing back legends and not actually having things done, you know, in the right way, in air quotes, all of that stuff has just been done to satisfy the Fox, their initial, their current networks, all that Saudi money. And when they while they keep making creative decisions based on who's going to pay them the most, the audience is going to keep going down, and actually that's going to affect their ability to earn going forward. They need to stop thinking so bloody short-term and start to think with a bit more long-term thought because it's, it's getting to the point where even those of us who cover it and enjoy it and love going to watch it live and find the good things in these events – Again, I, I genuinely am not going to watch Super Showdown. No, I just I don't I don't want to watch a fifty man Royal Rumble. I don't want to watch Taker Goldberg. Oh, I mean, uh, it's like, is anyone I don't excited want to watch about Triple H Randy? Like, I, I'm not excited about watching old guys who can't really wrestle anymore wrestle. Yeah, just watch NXT. Let's just watch NXT old re- old reruns or NXT UK or just anything. Let's just do that in, in solidarity for Sammy Ge- Sammy Zayn. Um. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I'm just, I'm just not hyped for it. I, I've said this recently. Like, I, I do love the independent shows where, you know, like you said, like OTT and some of the progress stuff, where there's a big story and there's a reason these people are going up against each other, and you really buy into the emotion of it, you know, because you know it ain't real. Um, so if you've got a story behind it, it's it's a piece of art, it's a piece of entertainment. When you've just got something that you know has been thrown together, there's people going up against each other for no other reason than some shake wants to see Goldberg and the undertaker because he wants to be able to say that these two legend legends faced each other for the very first time at my event that's great mate but they've both been pretty naff for 10 to 15 years and no one actually other than you really cares and no one's actually that impressed mate that's what i think um let's just quickly run down the tv stuff this week uh and we've got to obviously talk about the 24 7 title so right there's been a lot about this hasn't they saying oh but it's basically the hardcore title but it's not hardcore well they're not going to bring a hardcore title back because it's a pg product i at first wasn't sure about this but actually thinking about it and thinking of you know what they're thinking of something different they're thinking of something that you know you could be sat at work and it might pop up saying that um watch now baron corbin's just taken our truth down in a starbucks line while he's been waiting for his mocker uh, and there's a referee have, like <laughs> everyone you know what everyone's on the jet out to saudi arabia and the 24 7 oh they should do that 18 times they should do that that is so funny <laughs> That would be really funny. Um, Big Big E fell asleep in his first class chair and Xavier Woods lay on top of him to get the pin. Sorry, is Big E the champion? No, I just picked out a name. Oh, fine. Good. I thought it was still our truth. It's not not going to not change hands again before the 7th of June. It's just, uh, to be honest, like, I think as long as you see it as being kind of like a, let's say a modern title, does that make sense? A digital age title? I think it's fine. I think the thing looks horrible it's a terrible looking thing i don't like that um chaos title is it what's it called what's that brand called promotion you know um it's like a yellow really round and really yellow and looks really cheap it's in like a comics uh not comic sans it's like a microsoft clip art kind of font and i'm just like oh that's not good it looks like that i i didn't hate the title itself as much as everyone else did i didn't think it was great but you i wasn't buy it like... when you had, you had a few too many daiquiris at a live event no <laughs> no exactly I, I wasn't vomiting everywhere but i also would never touch the thing um 
uh, unless they give me a chance to win it and then I'm all over it. Yeah. Uh, then it's the best belt ever made. Uh, <laughs> but I've seen fans, Will, saying, if you buy that replica belt and it's available, don't think I ain't going to challenge you if I see you with it. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's very good. That's very good. Um, I would say my only real problem is that the, the, the actual stuff around it on Raw was dreadful. The, the, uh, the, the fact that it was just whoever grabbed it first led to a real cluster chuff of a match. It just wasn't, <laughs> wasn't having it at all. No. Um, but I am with you in the, in the social, with WWE's social footprint and in the digital age, it, they could do some yeah. really fun stuff. I think it fits. It's cool. I, I, I don't mind it. There was some good wrestling on TV this week. Go and watch the Usos against the Revival. Two good tag teams, given time, no screwy nonsense, no comedy. It was good fun. Uh, why did the really, why have the revival suddenly not been taking the Mickey out of? Do you think someone backstage, Triple H, has uh, put his foot down and gone, "Look, you can't keep making these two dudes look stupid." I desperately hope so. Yes, good. Desperately, desperately hope so. Um, I would say uh, Cesaro Ricochet had its really great moment. Big E coming back was, you know, everything from continuing to be thirsty for Becky's mum to chewing on a random box at one point <laughs> to just like those guys have so much fun with what they're doing i absolutely love it uh, ali against andrade was a banger like there's some good stuff this week it's not all negative there is still good stuff but just sort yourselves out wwe stop thinking about that saudi blood money oh, that's terrible and um, by the way something i forgot to talk about when we were talking about the independence um i are you enjoying marty skull looking for a new person in villain enterprises I haven't really followed it very much, no. So the the idea I, is, is I that... I saw the PCO want to get... Like, went over again on Ring of Honor last night, and they're determined to do him and Taven again, I saw. Yeah. And they're just, it's just, like, fun little things backstage. And you know what? It, it kind of shows that it, it's just something that someone's filming on someone's phone. And it's that kind of thing of, if it's just a fun idea and everyone knows what they're doing and you know what you're trying to achieve, it's entertaining. And, and like, I think some of the stuff gets so overthought and like especially with wwe a lot of rumors of it being rewritten as the show's going on and all this and it's like like look what look what he's doing with that and obviously a lot of people are sort of not too sure where marty Skull's going to end up will he renew his contract will he jump ship and go to AEW with all his mates but you know what he's doing something there that's just kind of takes two minutes to do and getting different people as he sort of works different shows with different talent and it's funny and um, i can't remember the fellow they did it with uh, one of the luchadors um no name's gone um but they did like a funny thing backstage there where like you know it's the typical old joke of you know oh you need someone who's like this yeah i need someone who's like this well, well, I know someone who's just like this and everyone, you know, knows he's talking about himself and then Marty Skill's like, oh, no, do you know someone? And it's like that kind of, you know, old joke. Um, and it, even that was just funny. And it was like a fun two-minute clip. Um, and then you're watching, like, the Usi Hot and you're like, oh, really? You know, I'm getting at Yeah. Some people do it well. A That's good, the I, a good <laughs> idea, even done mediocrely, is better than a bad idea polished. That yeah. makes sense. You can't polish a turd. You can't. I've got three minutes left before that small man that we talked about um, comes in again. I can see him making himself a coffee and looking like he's ready to sit in this chair. Any other things we need to talk about quickly? 
No, I think we've done done a great job of rounding everything up. And there'll be this will go up right now, and then there'll be an AEW preview coming out at some point in the next couple of days, where you'll get to hear from Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, as well as from me and uh, the uh, the he who is currently absent, talking about the event itself. Sounds good. And obviously, keep an eye on all our social media channels as Al goes out to America, out to Vegas on his own. <laughs> Al in Vegas on his own. That's like the Hangover, except super depressing. Just him. Just just, just literally eating alone and like <laughs> imagine if he lost himself it just wouldn't it wouldn't happen would it uh yeah make sure you're following our social channels because he's uh he's got the equipment he's going to be chatting to people he's going to be putting up videos he's going to be uh, doing stories and things like that so uh, at pro wrestle show on uh, twitter instagram and uh make sure you follow our youtube as well for any longer interviews that al does just search the pro wrestling show John, wonderful work, my friend. Uh, we will be back with another show probably tomorrow or the day after. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Cool. You. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 